Welcome to episode 7 of the Pregactive Podcast, where we talk with women's health physiotherapist Beth Scott about running in pregnancy and post-pregnancy. I'm Karen with the founder of Pregactive, and through this Pregactive Podcast, I'm going to help you feel empowered, informed, and confident through your pregnancy and motherhood journey as we talk all things health, mind, and fitness. All right, so very exciting that we have Beth Scott here with us today, who is a women's health physio, and we're going to talk all things running for both pregnancy and post-pregnancy, because this is a really, really important topic. Now, before we begin, Beth, thank you for coming, and just give us a little bit of intro into who you are and what you do and why. Sure thing. Thanks for having me. Um, so I'm a physiotherapist. I've been working for the last well, over 10 years now. Um, and I have worked, um, a lot in the women's health area and sports physiotherapy area, um, in that time. I have done post-grad training in both women's health in pelvic floor health, and I've done postgraduate certificates in sports physiotherapy. So, um, combined, I've got a unique skill set, I guess, with uh, the running population, which we're going to be talking about today, Um, particularly for those women who are pregnant or after they've had their baby wanting to return to exercise. And yeah, I work in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne um, and I see women at the clinic um, here and I also work at um, a local private hospital as well here in Melbourne on the maternity ward. Amazing. And I I just wanted to get you on board because you have so much knowledge and I think that you do the same thing as me and you repeat your information over and over and over again because the same questions keep coming up. That's right. And that's why we want to be here today to really answer some of those questions so that everybody can hear the answers and sort of get an understanding. So running is a funny one. So I actually was a runner. I used to run when I was through high school and, you know, I went to state with cross-country running and I loved it. Um, And for me, I've had my day. (laughs) I'm not that interested in running anymore. The only time I run now is if I'm running late. And actually, to be fair, now I'm pregnant. I don't run. (laughs) And it's fine for me and I'm okay with that because the impact on my body is too much. Like, I was going to my 20-week scan and I was catching the train and the train was coming and I was running late and I quickly ran. (laughs) Regret. And it wasn't my pelvic floor that was an issue. I got to onto the train just, I made it, and I had this pain and I didn't know what it was. It was this weird pain down there. Anyway, we went into our scan and my little baby boy had his feet pressing down onto my cervix. And so that impact, and when the lady said that, that's exactly what it felt like, like (laughs) these little feet just pressing down on my cervix. So for me, I haven't, even if I'm running late, I haven't run since because I just didn't enjoy that sensation, didn't enjoy that feeling. But I know that there's women out there who just love running and it's a sense of freedom. They just want to sweat. Uh, it, it's it's their time for their mental release as well as, you know, getting their physical exertion. 
What would be, I guess, some precautions or something to be aware of for women who are pregnant, who love running and don't want to give it up? So the first thing with that um, question or that statement, I guess, is um, it all depends on your prior level of exercise. That would be one of the big ones to consider. Pregnancy is not the time to take up running. Not that I would imagine many women who previously didn't would want to when they're pregnant, Um, but it's one of those things like any exercise, we need to be careful that we're not um, changing our well, sorry, increasing our level of, of activity beyond what our body is used to. Um, the second big point with that is making sure you're getting clearance from mm. your healthcare provider. Definitely. Um, so whether that's a doctor, obstetrician, midwife, whoever you're working with. Um, and because from a physio perspective, I can talk all day about the things you need to be careful of from a musculoskeletal perspective. So I'm talking um, the pelvic floor, obviously, mm. um, the hips, the pelvis, even right down to your ankles. You know, there's lots of changes that are happening in pregnancy that will affect you in a musculoskeletal sense. But I'm not an expert like those other professionals are on what it's like for your pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I haven't got the tools to assess whether whether you're a high-risk pregnancy, so to speak. So those are all things you still need to get clearance for. Um, having said that, um, I work with women who uh, choose to run for as long as they feel comfortable when their doctor have said that that's fine and I work with them around that. And then I work with other women that say, oh, no, I'm pregnant. I don't want to do anything to, to um, you know, overdo my body um, and I'll choose other forms of exercise. And the fact of the matter is you just have to do what feels comfortable for you within exactly. what um, within what the medical staff are, are letting you um, kind of are comfortable letting you do. And that sort of brings me to my next question on advice on when to stop. It's it's not a, oh, at 18 weeks, everybody should stop running. No, is that's it? right. It's, yeah. it's, you really need to tune in. You need Very to individual. listen to your body. And if you're unsure, you need to go and see somebody. You need to see, you know, a women's health physio or, you know, definitely talk to your doctor about it because it's, it's the different levels, isn't it? It's the medical side and it's also about the impact on your individual body because everybody's made differently completely and when we become pregnant everybody holds their pregnancy different you know I popped right out pretty (laughs) quick and for me that that you know that was an impact but others feel like you know at whatever 20 weeks they're like I don't feel too much different you know or I'm I feel like I'm still okay to do my what I was doing so it it is really individualized and I think people need to remember that yes everybody wants that answer when can I do this yes it's like well tune in that's that's the big big thing isn't it if someone's giving you you um dates in the future Mm. they're somewhat guessing you know what I mean so you have to take that with a grain of salt yeah yeah perfect and in terms of then pelvic floor so there is an impact on your pelvic floor when there's anything involved like running, jumping, those sort of things. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about the pelvic floor. So this is um, one of those things, again, that's quite individual. We know the effect of 
pregnancy on the pelvic floor is one branch to consider. Mm -hmm. And then I know we're going to go on to talking about running um, postnatally as well. And your birth and delivery mode is another branch that we need to consider at the time. Um, But during pregnancy, um, we know that the hormones going through your system, the weight gain, um, that you have and the the changes in blood volume, lots of things are happening. Um, they all impact the pelvic floor both positively and negatively, okay? I don't want to talk about just the negatives yeah. here. Um, <laughs> our hormones are doing things that we want it to in preparation for your birth and for postpartum. So um, the, the thing we need to, to consider is particularly the fact that when we run, we're upright, we're vertical, and the force of gravity coming down on our pelvic floor is in the direction we don't want it to necessarily. So as opposed to when you're exercising, you could be um, on all fours mm-hmm. or on your side or something like that. It's yeah. a very different impact on your pelvic floor. So we need to make sure that we're, um, in a sense, responsible we respect the pelvic floor because it's doing a lot for you mm. um, and we're not trying to push it beyond its boundaries. Because that's going to impact after as well. Like if we're talking about pregnancy and you're feeling like running is really, really, really important to you but you're putting a lot of pressure through your pelvic floor, you're potentially making the recovery after your birth harder for yourself. Maybe. You know, nobody knows. No, that's true. But- that's true. It can do. Um, we know that if there's excessive downward force on the ligaments that hold up mm. our internal organs, it's in a sense doing to a degree um, somewhat irreparable damage to those ligaments. Um, it's things don't snap back the way they used to um, because uh, pregnancy is such a a big life event on your body. You know, there's no getting around that no matter how many pelvic floor exercises you do. um, it's, It's one of those things that we have to be mindful of and we can't just blindly run until we're 40 weeks pregnant without expecting some sort of consequence. So, um, I have had women run quite far into their pregnancies Mm -hmm. and they've done really well in that they've listened to their body and had regular, um, checks and have been very mindful of modifying, um, and, and tapering off with their training or their, their exercise. Um, a lot of athletes that I work with fall into that category um but you need to be um you need to to um you know take your head out of the sand and 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 really be wise about what you're doing because afterwards it does impact you mm. it does impact you um you know i i often get asked the question oh but if i'm going to have a caesar anyway does it matter um and it does mm. <laughs> it totally does. It does so you know we have to be we have to be careful we have to be we have to be really careful it's you only get one pelvic floor um and obviously if you're talking about running during pregnancy you're an active person that wants to get out there and do stuff and i want to make sure you can do that afterwards well comfortably and that's the thing I think a lot of women do go, okay, I want to work hard in my pregnancy. I want to stay strong because I want to recover well afterwards. Which is great. Which yeah. is, of course, yeah. great. But sometimes it's that they go too extreme and that they do too much in the pregnancy, like the high-intensity stuff, 
which is not going to help them necessarily afterwards. So, And that's a really good valid point about the ligaments too. I think everybody thinks about the muscles, right? Yeah. And there's so much in the body. The body's amazing. And, you know, there's all these ligaments, everything that holds everything together. It's it's being mindful of all of that and how the body is functioning as a whole. And it's not just about do some pelvic floor and then go running because there's other parts that are going to be affected as well, isn't there? That's right. Exactly. So when we're talking about post-pregnancy, it's really important to make sure that we're recovering first in That's terms right. of our muscles before we go hard into any cardio mm-hmm. or any high impact exercise. Uh, what would be some some points of advice that you would give a new mother that's wanting to get back into her high intensity or her running, but you know, obviously has just recently had a baby? Um, I feel like the longer I do my job, the more conservative I get. Um, probably is the the summary to answer your question. Um, people talk about people are in a rush to do to do this, and I, I quick, don't quick, get quick, why. Quick. Like I do get why, um, but at the same time, I wish the focus was on something else. Okay, um, maybe it's because it's the, the thing they obviously enjoy. It's the thing they have somewhat control over. Um, you know, their life's been turned upside down. They've got a newborn, all that sort of thing. And so it, it's their familiar space. But my advice is to take your time. Okay. And it's not just, okay, I get to this magical six week mark and I've seen my my doctor or, or, or I've had my check Um and they're saying that I'm going really well, so that must mean I can do what I used to do. And unfortunately not. Um, it's look, and you hear of people doing it, and a lot of them get away with it, um, but the people who don't really, they're, they're the people that I work with and they're the people who, who have that scenario of, oh, I wish I'd given myself a bit more time or, you know, not, not from just from your body's perspective, but also nurturing the time with your baby and, and and you don't get that back at all so um I guess that's where I'm coming from when I talk about um getting back into to running after having a baby and it's a question that comes up when I work on the maternity ward every single person wants to know when can I do what and I can give rough ideas mm. but again I don't know how you're going to recover exactly I I I, I don't know what you're planning on doing in the next you know six 10, 12 weeks or beyond or, or what your demands are at home in in in, um, in your daily life. Have you got another toddler that you're working with? Have you got um, how much support and help have you got? Um, how, how do you go with, with um, your sleep, you know? Like no one knows really how that's going to go. Um, but it's, it's one of those things that I wish there was less emphasis on time to do it because yeah. – there is an individual journey each for each individual woman in the end at the end of the day so I also wanted to add to that as well um that we have to take into account that we're building up to doing running if that's what you're choosing to do it's just not a matter of I've I've um I've served my time and now I can run yeah um you know we don't do that after um as physios, we don't recommend that after having, say, knee surgery or shoulder surgery. You know, yeah. it's not just we 
we um, the, the, the surgeon has said, oh, I can do this, I can do that um, now. But if you haven't really been doing your your um, fundamentals before that, you are you are putting yourself in a very difficult position and potentially a risky position by doing that. And that's exactly right. That's where walking does come in. You know, go for a short walk and then go for a little bit of a longer walk Mm -hmm. and making sure that that's happening as well as your strength. Yes. So as well as your, you know, normal pelvic floor, core activation, like everything that's your normal progress. It's funny, I had a question um, the other day about, Karen, when can I start skipping again? My response was, why do you want to? Why is what do you get from skipping? And I think the same is from running. Like, what do you get that is making it so important for you to want to do that? And it was, it was that I just want to sweat. I just actually want to feel like I'm doing something. So, what we did was I gave her a little cardio routine that involved no jumping, nothing. It was just a little bit more um, low impact, but at a higher intensity, if that makes sense. So no jumping, nothing like that. It was all pelvic floor safe. She felt great afterwards. I was like, there you go. There's your skipping. And now for her, skipping is not even needed. You know, it's not something that she is thinking, oh, I just want to get to that. Because she's like, I actually now feel like I'm getting enough of a workout. My heart rate's getting up, feeling a bit sweaty from doing what you've given me compared to, yeah, maybe some like jumping stuff Mm, that mm. not is not going to be good. And she's, you know, six months postpartum. So she's like, I feel like I'm at that point where I could start getting back into it. And, you know, realistically, I believe a whole year, like give yourself 12 months before you go into anything that's full, full on. And even after that, do you need to? (laughs) I don't know. It's just like, what, what's the reason? And can you get a sweat up? Can you get that same, you know, endorphin hit that you can get through high intensity stuff in other ways that are just a little bit safer and means you know three years down the track you're not off going to see a women's health physio because you've got a prolapse or you've got you know some other issue that is stemmed from potentially not healing properly in the first place so in terms of bodies being different So if I'm looking at, you know, this celebrity that's out running and I go, oh, I really want to look like her, I want to be her (laughs) and I want to do what she's doing. Now, I don't know what's going on inside her body, right? She potentially could be doing damage, but she potentially also could be fine. That's right. But her body is different to mine. Yes. Right? And even like... The, the shape of our vaginas and the shape of everything, it's different. Yes, yes, completely different. Um, you said you don't know what's going on inside her body. Mm. She potentially doesn't know what's going on inside her body other than how she feels. So I should hope that anyone running, particularly at an early point, is um, getting assessed by someone relevant who's experienced in this area to ascertain um, we, we've got a series of things that we look for and we assess for um, that are very reflective on someone's risk profile for developing things like prolapse. Um, so, and, and this is in recent times, so it's it's 
it's a really exciting tool that we as physios particularly can can use to give people a bit more of an idea rather than um you know just trying to be too conservative with everybody yeah. because that's not needed mm. that really at the end of the day there is there are people that can most definitely do their running to the level that they once did um but there's a way we can do it well okay now the thing is with um, what we assess is we sometimes have control over it. We're talking about the dimensions of your pelvic outlet. Mm. So, and this is regardless if you've had a vaginal birth or a Caesar too, by the way, pregnancy on its own can change this area um, that we, we measure as part of an assessment. Um, and your genetics have a big impact on this as well if you're one of those stretchy people um that are uh, somewhat what we call hypermobile so mm-hmm. you, you your ligaments and things stretch more easily than than the person next to you you are at a higher risk of the pelvic floor sitting in a wider position therefore not supporting the pelvic organs as well as it once did now, you can strengthen and you can still be strong, but if anatomically those those muscles are wider um, at rest or when you're exerting yourself, um, you are at higher risk of developing a prolapse. And there's no there's no way around that. I, 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 I can't change someone's genetics, okay? As much as I want to, <laughs> I can't do it. Now, um, there is, I've seen in the clinic that um, people with pelvic floor exercises have been able to reduce reduce that width in that area. Um, and that's really exciting because we, we can change and it's usually in that early postpartum period as okay. well, mind you. So yeah. this is where that take your time comes into it very heavily. We want to um, encourage and nourish the body as much as possible to be able to recover to its best position um, before going and and um, uh, before going and putting too much pressure there um, and limiting the amount of improvement we could have otherwise had. Um, but this is what we're assessing, and so we don't know, um, you know looking at celebrities running or just even just someone down the street that you know has had a baby running you don't know what their position is like or how strong their pelvic floor is um it's that's why it's so individual but that's why the body is so individual this is this goes beyond just how well your body recovers after pregnancy mm. you know that's why you see some 80 year old people who are still running marathons mm-hmm. and you and I don't run them <laughs> because it's 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 how your body has been able to cope with yeah. the demand of it and that comes down to a genetic factor to to quite a degree so um i guess that you need to have been assessed to know that because you wouldn't otherwise have known you can't you can't assess yourself for that yeah. um and and that's why i encourage a lot of women especially those who are really keen on the running to come and get assessed after their checkup with their with their doctor because their their doctor their midwife their obstetrician they're so skilled at 
all of the pregnancy and making sure that the, the, the health of the uterus is returning and, and the bleeding is slowing down if not stopped and the baby's doing well and, and checking for um, infection on the scar if you have one, all that sort of stuff. Not necessarily, they're not trained in the strength side of things. That's where physios have gone to university to study the strength and the endurance and the assessment of muscle. That's in a nutshell why physios are a great resource and great um, great healthcare provider in your team, I, so, uh, I suppose you could say. So that's why I get women to come and get checked. Mm. And that's why our next podcast with you, so everybody stay tuned in, is all about that pelvic floor examination. Yes. When to get it, what it's about, what, you know, all of that sort of stuff. So we're going to really hone in on that mm-hmm. um, in the coming you know, time. So that's also amazing. I think that everybody who's wanting to really prioritize running, I hope that now we've put into your minds why, why is it so important and are you then getting advice particularly on your body, your individual body, because don't compare yourself to anybody, whether it's a celebrity or the, or the person next door. Just make sure that you're tuning in, listening to your body, because you don't want to have impacts later down the track because it's just not worth it. And particularly, and this was a conversation we had the other day, was if you are looking at becoming pregnant again in the future, the impact that you're having now on your recovery from this pregnancy is going to affect how yeah, you, you yeah. know, how you travel in that pregnancy um, and the impact on the post-pregnancy recovery after that pregnancy That's right. as well. That's right. So women's bodies are amazing and the fact that we can birth these beautiful babies, but we really need to look after ourselves. Yes. Otherwise, if you're not feeling good in your body, then it's going to affect you mentally, emotionally as well. So um, really making sure that you're looking after yourself. And look, the last little topic I want to just um, talk about is bras. <laughs> <laughs> making sure that we're not just thinking about the pelvic floor, but that everything is supported because yes. things change. Yes. And yes, they do. Um, and we're talking, um, we're talking here, I guess, in respect more so to running. Mm. But you can take you can take um, some of this information, I guess, with um, just general everyday bras as well. Um, now, it's very much an individual topic. Um, it's one of those things that, again, you have to be assessed for. You have to see a, a professional who's good at fitting bras mm. um, and has some appreciation. Um, especially if you happen to be breastfeeding, has an appreciation for um, what is required and what is important with that. Um, now, I guess with running, um, we talk about support because the ligaments um, and, uh, within the breast tissue themselves, um, again, are subject to, the, to gravity. <laughs> um, and we want to make sure that we're supporting um, but not putting too much pressure on as well. A lot of women I see come in and they say, um, 
or they might be wearing um, what what they they wear when they run, and it's just layer upon layer of old crop tops that they've found that they can fit into, okay? Because they haven't had the time to go out and and think about um, trying to get fitted for a sports bra, and the sports bra you once wore when you're when before you were pregnant ain't gonna fit you, um, okay? Um, I haven't I haven't seen that happen yet, so uh, we need to think about um, your the support of the bra itself needs to become basically mostly around the the torso area. Um, that makes up a good 80% or more of the support that you should have. It's a bit like wearing um, a really well-fitting hiking pack if you're into, into hiking and you understand that concept. The straps that go over your shoulders just take up the slack. It's not that they they should be as tight as possible to hold, hold your breasts up. Um, I would also recommend that you are thinking about the compression if you're breastfeeding as well. We don't want to be blocking your um, your ducts in, in your breast tissue, making you susceptible to things like blocked ducts and um, mastitis and, and all those horrible things that can sometimes happen. Um, and on that note, feeding before you run. Okay, um, so it it's not the kind of thing that I would encourage women to do if they're due to feed their baby any minute. Um, it's a comfort perspective as well, so um, make sure you're mindful of that. But I think the the big thing is making sure you get fitted properly um, and having the scope of a sports bra that can change with your um, if you're if you're feeding with the the um, the filling and emptying of your breast as well when you do feed. So, and, and on that note of impact, you know, thinking about footwear and 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 what you're running on. Mm. I think that mm-hmm. so many people run on concrete. Yes, <laughs> and concrete's so hard; it's yeah. not forgiving at all. Yeah, and um, yeah, so just being aware of your options and trying to make it less of an impact on your whole body. Yes. So, um, supportive footwear uh, running on soft-ish surfaces if possible and yeah I guess just being mindful of that yeah we often talk about um and this goes for anyone returning to to running after a period of not um completing any high impact exercise with anyone who comes to see me as a physio mind you um we talk about surface a lot whether it's choosing to run on you know, your grass, your gravel, an aths track that might be local to you is another really, really good one, um, as opposed to that hard bitumen side um, on the sidewalk or whatever. Um, we need to be careful of that. And shoes that you you might need a new pair of shoes. It's been a while since you've run and, and shoes these days aren't made to last. In fact, um, most podiatrists would agree the technology in them are for fantastic support for a short period of time okay and if you've been walking around at nine weeks pregnant in these sorry nine months pregnant in these shoes um and suddenly afterwards we want to run in them for another year after that um they they're not necessarily going to um, be supportive for you and they've lost their their cushioning with some of the the, um, the brands out there particularly um not to mention our foot size might have changed too so True. yeah so just be just be thinking about that before you plan to just don on the last pair of shoes you wore and out you go. Amazing. Thank you so much, Beth. That was so informative and I think that a lot of women out there are 
thanking you themselves for the information that you've just given. And I think that this stuff is really important so that everybody has an understanding of their bodies and the the process of pregnancy and recovery on not only the pelvic floor but the entire body as a, as a whole. So, yeah, thanks for coming in. Thank you. What an incredible podcast, such useful information, and Beth has just so much knowledge in this topic. Hopefully that was helpful for any pregnant women or new mothers who are looking at including running into their routine really important to tune in, listen to your body and get an individual health check from a women's health physio or a healthcare professional that is qualified and educated in that area. Head over to pregactive.com forward slash podcast for all of the resources and information on this topic. Thanks for listening to the Pregactive podcast. We love hearing from you. So leave us a comment or request a future podcast when you head over to the show notes at pregactive.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with a friend because the more the merrier. Until next time.